Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. This is a uh, what I'm calling an emergency podcast based <laughs> on the happenings of today. There were three main events. Um, one is the interview with Mark Ross on the NFL Network. I thought that was going to be the news story of the day. But then two more things happened. Uh, well, not first, but the next uh, item we want to discuss is the fact that the Giants did nothing at the trade deadline which was a shocker. And then third, I don't know, Chris, was there another piece of uh, news in, in Giants world today, bud? Um, just a bit. We kind of lost our backup quarterback today. Uh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Kyle Aletta decided to show everyone his driving ability and mm. somehow get arrested. And I mean, what this season's turning into is an absolute joke right now. I didn't think it was going to get worse than 2017. And it's worse. And I, I, I cannot believe I'm saying this. I thought with Gettleman, with Shermer, with all the things they did in the offseason, that this would be better. Um, but it's, it's, in fact, worse. It's embarrassing. I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to overstate this, Chris, but that Giants pride slogan is a joke right now because this, this organization is anything but proud. And just when you think it can't get worse, it is worse. Now, I want to discuss first <laughs> the embarrassment that was Mark Ross today and his comments on the NFL Network with uh, who's with uh, Garofolo and Sean O'Hara. Mm -hmm. And he said that the Giants have to move on from Eli, which we agree with. Right. But the fact that he laughed at how Manning is getting sacked and the beating he's taken and mm -hmm. to see Sean O'Hara stare at him look down, then shake his head. You know O'Hara wanted to say something. And I, I thought he would have, but I, I understand why he didn't. But I thought, what nerve, what nerve Mark Ross has to yeah. do something like that and try and embarrass Eli and try and embarrass the Giants like that? Because the only embarrassment is Mark Ross and Jerry Reese. Yeah. Uh, I saw one bitter man uh, who was fired for his incompetence. And he showed that he's still pretty pissed off about it. Uh, probably feels he was wronged. Um, but to sit there and have that smirk on his face, and you could see he was taking pride in what's going on with the Giants. 1,000%. What's going on with Eli. He made a comment about, you know, maybe we should stop worrying about feelings and start worrying about winning games. Um, what else did he say about... Uh, well, first, just for some background, so, so in, in May of 2007, so after Reese's best draft, um, Mark Ross was promoted to the head of scouting, and then he had that title, I believe, until uh, 2000, I want to say 13, where he became VP of, of player evaluation, okay? <laughs> so, so even in Reese's best draft, I don't know what role Mark Ross played, I'm sure he played some role in the organization, but even in Reese's best draft, Mark Ross was not the head of scouting. And I just, real quick, I just want to try and go through some of the, I'm not going to go through all the picks, but I'm going to go through the offensive linemen that were taken because Eli's inability to, to throw the ball down the field and the fact we've talked about it all the time that he's shell-shocked is a direct reflection on what Jerry Reese and Mark Ross uh, did to this franchise. So if you look at 2008, let's see. Oh, right. No offensive linemen were taken. So at this point in the franchise, you had... O'Hara, Soybert, Snee, McKenzie, and Dave Deal. Okay. Right. 
right. they were the 2008 was probably they were so good that year that they were being talked about actually as MVPs. I remember reading a story, I think Peter King wrote it, that the MVP of the league is the Giants' offensive line. That's how good they were that Ernie Corsi put together. And he didn't have to invest high draft picks. O'Hara was a free agent um, at a college and in the league for the Giants. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Soybert was a free agent at a college. Snead was a second rounder. Uh, McKenzie was a free agent from the Jets. And David Deal, I think, was a fifth or sixth pick back in 2003. So these weren't tremendously high draft picks uh, that the Giants had. The highest one right. was Snape. So then 2009, he drafted in the second round, you all remember, a player by the name of Will Beatty, who was an absolute embarrassment as a Giant. I thought he was the worst left tackle in the league until Eric Flowers came along. And Beatty was the guy, What he, he tore his, his what, his peck in the weight room? Yeah. Uh, the year yeah. That, that Flowers was drafted? Yes. And, and that, was, that was it for, for Lyman that year. So we, we took one, right? So right. even then, Reese didn't value the, the position. Then 2010 comes along, he drafts uh, Mitch Petras uh, out of Arkansas in the fifth round, a guard. Okay, I think he saw mm-hmm. one, one or two games. 2011 comes around, he takes tackle from that, in, that powerhouse known as Indiana, the Hoosiers, mm-hmm. James Brewer. Oof, uh, man, right, he had a good career. Right, and he took him in the fourth <laughs> round. Okay, so, so now we're in 2012, we've added right. nothing on the offensive line other than, you right. say, Will Beatty we added. Okay, that's it. 2012 comes around. In the fourth round, we had Brandon Mosley. Uh, mm. Okay, maybe I, right. whatever. And then Matt McCants in the sixth round, who ends up actually playing for the Raiders for a few years. So again, 2012 comes, doesn't stock up anyone, and adds uh, little value on the offensive line. So now we've gone through what? 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. Five drafts. Five drafts, no, value, no good offensive lineman taken. Right? 2013, right. first round, Justin Pugh. Marginal player um say what you will he was he was a pretty good player but that was it right after that no more offensive linemen taken 2014 second round weston richburg again marginal not as i don't think he's as good as as pew and then after that nothing so you've added pew richburg and Beatty over a period of what seven years or so then you get to 2000 2015 first round eric flowers i'm not revisiting it 2015 also in the seventh round Bobby Hart. Okay. Speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. 2016. Who did we take? Oh, right. Nobody. 2017. One pick. Note when this was when, I mean, it had reached a critical mass that the Giants needed to upgrade the offensive line. Yep. One player in the sixth round out of Pittsburgh, Adam Biznawati. And there, and there it is, buddy. That's yep. what that's what Mark Ross and Jerry Reese gave us. And for him, like you said, to sit there with that smirk on his face right. and to enjoy what's happening. Right. I mean, I don't know the cojones that someone has to have to do that, man. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it was incredible looking at the stupid smirk on Mark Ross's face. Like it was somebody else's fault why the Giants offensive line is in a situation it is right now. It's strictly your fault, Mark, and your sidekick, Jerry Reese. Two incompetent buffoons <laughs> who could not evaluate talent. Okay? And, so, and, and, and I mean, they, they just went after skill position players. I mean, that's proof right there. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, they drafted the Odells, Ingram, you know, guys like that. David Wilson, a running back, right? So these two clowns, especially that clown this morning, Ross, Ruined Eli Manning's prime years. 
right. ruined them. And, and and real quick, before I forget <laughs> the, the point you made about David Wilson, mm-hmm. what Ross and Reese did worse than anyone was they always panicked when they didn't get their guy. And they did it with David Wilson when they should have got Doug Martin. They did it with Eli Apple when they should have got Conklin or Floyd. And they did it with Eric Flowers when they wanted Brandon Scherf. Right. They didn't, um, adju- they didn't know how to adjust. They couldn't pivot. They couldn't adjust. They couldn't do anything. They would just right. panic, throw up all over themselves, and then take what they thought was the next best player at the position of need. Okay. And then you go to 2017, last year's draft. They take Evan Ingram with Ryan Ramchek still on the board. Yeah, and and okay, and, now, and Ryan Ramchick was a was like he was a, a name in the draft. I mean, we're all talking about they should probably go with Ramchick. Yes, it, offensive tackle was a priority in last year's draft. He went with a tight end slash receiver and yeah. Evan Ingram. Right. Okay, so Mark Ross is sit there with that stupid smirk on his face, like. Um, and then give an answer when, when he was asked about what should Pat Shermer do to move forward or what, what's for the future, whatever the question exactly was. He gives the answer of pray. Yeah, okay? that's, that's, that's stones. You have real stones to say that, right. man. Pray. That's the answer he gives. Okay. Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer have to come into this giant facility this year after the crime scene <laughs> that Mark Ross and his buddy, Jerry, I don't know, have a job, Reese, okay? It's like walking into the crime scene after, like, three bodies or something, like, a messy <laughs> homicide, okay? Yeah, and I don't know. That I don't this know, fool what, left. Yeah, what does Ross have to gain from this? I mean, that came off so bad. I, if I'm an NFL executive, I, I mean, I don't think there's a person in America who could look at that and say, yeah, he's worthy of, of getting another job because, I, I mean— I would think if you're an NFL executive and you're looking for a personnel director or anything, you look at that guy and say, wow, that guy ruined a franchise, went on TV, mm-hmm. and, and basically laughed about it, laughed in the face of yeah. Mara, Gettleman, Shermer, every giant fan on earth. Took great pride in it, right, Jerry? Yeah. yeah. Took great pride in it. He's so happy your organization is not doing well. Um, it was just a sad display from an amateur and an incompetent. Okay. Um, maybe he's good at high school. Maybe wherever he's from, Ross. Maybe he could evaluate high school plays or something. He probably wouldn't even be good at that. But he was a failure. He, this organization is in the state that it is because of him and Jerry Reese. And I, I remember when <clears throat> when when Gettleman was working with them. And I forgive me, I forget the role that Gettleman had. I don't know if it was assistant GM. But when Gettleman went to Carolina, I remember Giant fans being happy that it wasn't Mark Ross, and because we didn't know. I mean, we just thought. You know, the, the, the 2007 draft was so good. And the first three rounds of 2008 with Terrell Thomas, Manningham, and Kenny Phillips, that was at the time where you thought, well, these guys know what they're doing. Gettleman was the one who left, and Giant fans were happy. And, and it mm-hmm. turned out that Ross, I mean, you can name other picks. I'm not going through all of them, but Adrian Robinson, right. the JPP of tight ends. Right. Um, Ramsey's Barden, Travis Beckham. Uh, uh, Stony Woodson. Uh, I mean, mm. Brett Bomar. Like, oh my God, these were there yeah. were thr- Ryan Nassib when you didn't need a quarterback. You used to talk about throwaway picks that these two made, and yep. it is what it is. I just let's move past mm. it. But I just I couldn't believe what I watched today. How but, many offensive linemen receive second contracts? Yeah, exactly. I I would say zero. Okay. Enough yeah. said. Yeah, it's nuts. the Will Beatys, the uh, Justin Pews, the Winston, 
uh, Weston Richburgs. How many received second con- Eric Flowers? How many received second contracts? Zero. Yeah. Enough said. So, all that, which begs the question today, buddy. Hmm. And I'm not putting this on. I'm not. I can't put. When when you go through those names, you can't put the current state of the Giants on Gettleman, other than he he missed on free agents. The draft was good, and we'll get to to Lawletta. But what do you have to gain from keeping the guys that he kept today? Now, I'm not talking about Landon Collins, because I like Landon Collins. I thought, as as it got close, I love Landon Collins' reaction, too, that he wasn't traded. He's very happy. He wants to be here. That's the guy I want, you know. Even right. if you don't sign him to a long-term deal, you know, you franchise him, you do something with him to keep him. I'm okay with that. Vernon, too. I, I like Vernon. I'm, I'm in mm-hmm. the minority with Giant fans. I, he's a good pass rusher. When he's healthy, that's the key. But when he's healthy, he's good. I don't understand keeping Jack Rabbit, and I don't understand it because they're probably going to cut him next year because of his salary. He pl- he seems to drop off the last two years. His plays dropped off tremendously this year. I would have traded him for a fifth rounder. I I don't I don't care what I would have gotten for him. What's the point in not making a move at all today, Chris? Jerry, I, I can't give an honest assessment of that because I'm not in the room with Gettleman. I don't know what kind of phone call, you know, what kind of offers was made. No, I know, but I guess um, my point is, what would you have taken for Jenkins, though? Jenkins, though? Oh, I, I would have taken a four or five. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have taken that. You know, obviously, you know, if Gettleman was throwing it out there, I'm sure Gettleman was trying to get a three. But, you know, let's not forget the tape doesn't lie. I'm sure these teams were not willing to give up a three for a guy they probably look at as a you know, not playing that well. I don't. It's tough call, Jerry, because I don't know. I don't know what happened today with Gettleman. Um, so I, you know, you can't like you really can't say. Well, I would have taken a five and like Gettleman was getting offers of fives. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't. You know. Um, is that Gettleman? So, is that Gettleman that just messaged you? <laughs> yeah, he just said no, Chris. We didn't get any offers. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure if something would have came in like a four. Yeah. A five, three. I. I I'm sure Gettleman would have jumped on it. It probably just never developed, Jerry. Um, so I, there I can't. Were a cu- there were a couple you know. teams that were supposedly interested. It was the Chiefs and the Steelers, and the, the Steelers especially are desperate. I, I, I mean, it's hard to imagine, unless the Giants' asking price was too high. I, I would have, like you said, man, I would have given up Jenkins for a yeah. five. But the guys they did keep. Um, they, they were asking about Beckham. They were asking about Shepard. They were asking about Vern. And they were asking about everybody. And so the Giants, this is like from the outside looking in, the Giants have talent in spots, right? Mm-hmm. They're in mm-hmm. games. We've talked about it. They're not getting blown out other than the Eagle game. But I just, I, I wanted to walk away from today with another draft pick and say, all right, you know what? We know what we're doing. We're, we're building through the draft um, and just kind of, it would have been nice to stockpile some more picks, even if, I, like I said, even if it was another fifth, they could have multiple late-round picks. I mean, this team needs everything. And Gettleman is pretty good at finding late-round guys. So I just walked away disappointed overall, man. Yeah. Um, listen, Jerry, I'm sure he tried. I'm sure he tried, but these things, sometimes they just don't happen. You know, it's just um, – I know I supposedly the Chiefs jumped in there this afternoon too, and they were looking for him, but I guess it just didn't happen. I, I don't know. I, I you know, listen, I, I can't second guess Gettleman. I can't, I just don't know the way it went down. You yeah. know, I, I don't know how, what happened. So it didn't happen, Jerry. These things do happen at deadlines um, where you look for certain, a certain, you know, 
draft pick or whatever it might be. It doesn't happen from the other side, and we move on. All right, buddy. Third point. Um, not sure if everybody heard, but Kyle Alletta was arrested today. Basically, he, according to Weehawken police, he hit the gas, ignored cops' orders to stop, and this is per Mike Garofolo, who actually retweeted our podcast, which is awesome. Um, almost hit the cop, hit another car, almost hit another car, rather. Mm-hmm. Cut off other cars, then refused to put his window down or step out of the vehicle. This was eight in the morning, rushing to, I guess, practice. Yeah. Um, what the hell is wrong with Kyle Alletta? I mean, first off, everybody speeds. Everybody pulls this move where in North Jersey, it's a whole different world. I always joke that the parkway in North Jersey compared to South Jersey. And when I say South Jersey, I mean south of me, uh, not where I live. I'm central. But right. the parkway and all those roads in North Jersey, it's a cluster. And everyone in the world has jumped from the center lane to the right lane and skipped over a lane. But... And just, this whole thing is just such poor judgment on a guy who had the he didn't have the world in his hand, but he had the Giants' starting job probably in his hand over the next two to three weeks. And now I don't know if there's going to be a suspension. I'm sure the hmm. Giants will do something. Yeah, the league yeah. may do something. Like what the hell did I did? Did anyone see this coming? Boy, I sure didn't because you know. I'm with Lilletta, I'm with uh, Lilletta a lot. He's and he's a great kid. Right. This this totally took me by surprise, and he did it twice, Jerry. Yeah, he did he it yesterday. Did, he did it yesterday. And he put I think they put a citation in the mail that was going to his house, and then today he did it again. Um. So I just don't know. You know, he's a, he's a young kid. It's a real real bad look, um, and just a stupid move by him. Now they did charge him with a felony today. I, I saw that. So um, a felony? I guess, yeah, they hit him with a felony. Yeah, they hit him with a felony now, uh, saying that he almost struck the uh, officer, you know, uh, as he was trying to get away or not listening to the order. This will all be knocked, you know, this will all be dropped down the road, but it's not a good look. It's not exactly what the Giants needed at this time. Real stupid move by Loletta. Uh, of course, he always has a side to the story, so nobody's heard his side yet. There's always two sides of the story. But right now, um, not good, right? He's probably going to get some reps this week, maybe even with the first team. You know, starting to get ready for maybe a little action against the 49ers or Tampa Bay down the road. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some, in, you know, eternal discipline with the Giants. The NFL will come down. That'll come down the pike, you know, at a later date. So really ugly, ugly situation. Um, I mean, it's early. It's early in the game with him. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. I, I can't see him playing. I, I mean, I... I no, I, now forget about I mean, it. Now. Eli Manning's yeah. going to start the rest of the year, and are fans really going to ask for Alex Tanny to get in the game? Probably not, right? No, no. Half the fans are probably like Alex Hill. <laughs> you know, so, so what, what no, did we say, what did we say last night? It was funny. We said last night that there was a a ninety nine percent chance that the Giants will go quarterback in round one next year. I I think it's a hundred now. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, this is this was so dumb on so many levels, and like you said. The fact that he did it two days in a row, I don't. I the, the brains on some of these guys, I don't get it. I, I, I it's just, it was stunning to me. Uh, th- today was, I mean October. I don't know if it's because it's October mischief night or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. today was like, today felt like like the miracle of the Meadowlands. How they must have felt in like 1978, like November 19th, 1970. That's what mm. that's what this felt like for me. And and the Giants even play, but. With Mark Ross spitting in our face, Lawletta mm-hmm. doing what he did, and then the Giants not making a move, 
we we got worse today somehow. <laughs> like, yeah, nothing happened, yeah. and the Giants actually very, got worse. It was a very strange. By the way, it didn't Sean O'Hara look like he wanted to just reach over and grab Ross by his neck? Yeah, today? I, oh he, my god, he looked like he was restraining himself. But it was a very strange day at the facility. Um, you know, I arrived at the media room, and we were supposed to, you know, uh, view practice for the usual 15 20 minutes that the media has access to and all of a sudden at a few minutes before the media uh, the guy comes in and says oh no media access to the practice today which is very very unusual so everybody kind of knew something was up but most people just thought it was you trades. know uh, the, what trades yeah yeah they didn't want to you know maybe it's like a guy like jenkins wasn't dressed or whatever something like that so they didn't want to speculating they didn't want to you know writing about that and putting it on twitter about oh this guy wasn't practicing Something must be in the works and not even thinking about, you know, Loletta. Um, and then that came down and then everybody was like, oh, okay, now we know why, you know. And, and you know, and it happened to a kid like that, that nobody, it, I would have to say he would probably be like one of the, him and Eli would probably be like the last two you would think would do something like that. You and, know? and, you know, um, you, you bring up a good point with Eli. Like, this is what I liked so much about Eli. I've written mm-hmm. about it. That when my kids wore his jersey... I didn't have to explain anything. I didn't have to explain dogfighting or what Roethlisberger did, you know, mm-hmm. this stupidity. Like, Eli was a good guy. And for all of his faults as a player, uh, especially the last few years where, you know, he just lost it a bit, I didn't have to explain the off-field stuff. And Eli never embarrassed the organization in his 15 years. And this kid here now with, a, with the opportunity of a lifetime pulls this two days in a row. It's not just he had, like, a bad day. This was two days in a row he did this. Um, and get, yeah. up, get up earlier, kid. I know that the rest of the North, Northeast, especially in, around New York, gets up around 530. You know, you're getting to practice at eight. Come on. Yep. Give me a break. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely insane, right? It's insane. Two days in a row, I guess the, the, the cops couldn't get him the first day, so they just were writing it and put it in the mail, and then he does it again. Well, there, there's, like, your mo- you know. there's your mobile quarterback, guys. He can elude the uh, the rush. Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's it's just really something the Giants didn't need right now. And um, it's just, I, I just, the hit just is coming. And, you know, they just keep coming, Jerry. It's just a bad, bad year. You know, now you wonder now everybody's going back home. You know, I talked to a lot of guys, say most guys are going back home for the bye week. And now you just have to hope that. They don't get in any trouble. <laughs> right. I mean, last year, Jack Rabbit didn't show up <laughs> coming back from the bye week. Um, now you got to hope that nobody gets in trouble, shows up on time. Not that you know, nobody needs any more drama with this team. It's just incredible. What did um, Shermer, you, you tweeted something interesting earlier about Shermer? You yeah, said that everyone was on the practice field. Why, why, why lie? What's the point there? Yeah, it, it, it's pretty funny. Um, I walked out of the, you know, walked out of a building. It was outside in the patio. <clears throat> Sherman's press. I see Hanlon, Pat Hanlon huddled, huddled up with him, but he does that a lot. So I didn't think too much of it, you know, but obviously they were talking about <laughs> the Loretta situation. And so Sherman starts to talk. And one of the first questions is from somebody, from one of the media members is, is, was the whole team at practice? Now, did that person know? Is that why they asked? Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of knew. Um, well, I good, believe good for them asking. I believe kind of knew, put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, and Sherma, just to see, I guess, if Sherma's going to say, well, we had an incident this morning, and blah, blah, blah. But Sherma came out and said, 
yep, everybody was there, you know, doing <laughs> the thing. Um, I, listen, Jerry, I've talked about this before. You cannot do stuff like this in the largest media market in the world. It's a you know, especially when you're one and seven. So basically, he lied to everybody, saying, "Yeah, the whole team was out there." And then 20 minutes later, we find out a guy's in, in a jail cell in Weehawken. Okay? <laughs> can't make this up, man. You can't. I mean, I don't know why he would say that. Why just not say, listen, we had an incident with Kyle Lettuce 1 and we're getting the details. He's not here. I mean, everybody's going to find out about it. You know, it's just more and more of a hole that Pat Shermer is digging himself with the media. So real quick, I, I just got, I was done dinner about a half hour ago and I said to my mm -hmm. wife, I have to call Chris. We have to do a podcast tonight. She goes, don't you do it Mondays and Fridays? I said, yeah, uh, Kyle Aletta was arrested. I got it. I'll talk to you later. And yeah. um, she just right. looked at me like, what? It's like, right. even like my wife, who's pretty sports agnostic. I mean, right. she, she roots for the Giants because she knows that when they lose, it's by just going to a shell. But right. it was almost like <laughs> Kyle Aletta, him? Like we would have expected yeah. somebody else, not Aletta. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, and uh, I thought for sure it was DWI when I first heard it. You know, something with a car early in the morning. You know, and, but just to defy, you know, to act defiant <clears throat> towards a police order. I mean, but listen, like I said, there's always two sides, yeah, Jerry. Let's yeah. see what he has to say. And yeah, but it's not. You know, for two days in a row, you yeah. start to say to yourself, Kyle. Are you kidding me right now? And then not rolling down the window and not getting out of the car. Yeah, that was the police report that and then he wouldn't get out of the car. And trust me, I'm sure the next move was he was gonna, he was gonna get tasered. Uh, I mean, uh, seriously, the guy if a guy doesn't get out of the car like that, refused to get out, the cop's next move is gonna be, oh, I guess we're gonna have to taser this young fella to get him out. Oh I mean, God. thank God it didn't get to that point. Thank God, I guess he finally decided, you know, let me get out of this car. I mean, I, I, I listen, I don't know, I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure I'm not panicked, laughing, but it's like I know? can't I can't imagine. Like, yeah, Lalette is out this week. Why? Oh, he was tased. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. How would you put that in injury report? Right. Uh, <laughs> tased. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> injury due to taser. But uh, it's I don't know. I don't know what's going through the young kid's head. I guess he panicked when he finally pulled over, and, and then he just didn't know what to do. Uh, I don't know. I, I I know the kid Jerry. He's he's the nicest. Nicest young man in the world. He's got road rage. <laughs> and he just, I don't know if he was panicking because he was late. He woke up late. This is a big week for him. I don't know. But it's just an ugly, ugly mess what's going on with this team. It's um, on, on the brighter side. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we, we tweeted a lot today, you and I, about Mark Ross. And one of the ones I put out was, the Giants did move on, Mark. They moved on from you and your abysmal scouting. Yeah. Thank God. And Rich Soybert yeah. just liked it, which is pretty cool. Rich Soybert, Sean O'Hara, oh, Bob Papa. Yeah. They've all liked our yeah. tweets today about this. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's Banks too. Yeah, Banks Paul too. Banks it's it's too. funny. These guys, they like yeah. they it's almost like they look at us like, yeah, these t these idiots know what they're talking about. Like when we put this stuff out there, um, there's credibility when these guys like it and and even retweet it. And uh it's still they it, still get a charge out of that. That's pretty cool stuff. But yeah, man, not a not a good day, man, for the for I just it was like it's it was just it, it was just amazing. I, I was fuming as you saw me on Twitter this morning, Jerry. Yeah, I was fuming. I, I just could, but you know what? Not I, I was if the incompetence we knew about, right? With Ross and Reese, but the arrogance, yep, the smirk, 
I mean, I can't wait to see Sean O'Hara around the facility. I, I can't wait to run into him. I can't wait to run into I didn't see Banks today. I can't wait to run into one of these guys. I mean, the the arrogance, like it's like he has nothing to do with it. Well, Reese, Reese would only meet with the media so often, even when he was, uh, when once he was a year. GM. Yeah, and he was ar- arrogant about that. And, and I remember Jordan Raynon called him out and, and basically wrote an article saying, yeah, well, first he asked him, he's like, why are your late round picks so bad? And, and he's like, well, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that, Jordan? And then mm-hmm. Jordan Rainon wrote the article and, and kind right. of laid it out why. And the next thing you know, ESPN's hiring Jordan Rainon. So, I mean, he was just so – he was arrogant. Jordan was right. Yeah, he was arrogant in his press conference. Jordan was like, right. He, he, yeah. I know more than yeah. you. You know nothing. Uh, I know that Adrian Robinson is the JPP yeah. of tight ends and Ramsey's Barden's going to be Jerry Rice and, um, mm-hmm. you know, James – I mean, the, the list of draft picks from this guy, Ruben Randall. Oh, my God. J. Ron Hosley. I, just when you think you you think of a guy who's bad, and uh, this has to be the worst one, there's worse. I don't know if it gets worse than Eric Flowers, but I'd put J. Ron Hosley up there, too. He was a third rounder. He was just, I mean, at least Flowers saw the field. I mean, J. Ron Hosley was terrible. Um, there, there was, And then the guy he did draft well, Linval Joseph, he let walk away. And now he's dominating mm-hmm. with the Vikings. So Jerry, it's the reason why the Giants are not going to make the playoffs six out of the last seven years. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the reason why get them and over, it, overturn 30 guys on the roster. Right. You know, and I, and I saw some people <clears throat> said to me today, said to us today on Twitter, well, you know what? This year's line is Gettleman. Um, you know, can't blame Ross and Reese on this year's line. Mm. No, actually, folks, we could. Because if uh, Ross and Reese did their job, Gettleman wouldn't have to go out. And get a Nate Solder and a Patsy Omama. Yes, he missed an Omama. Yes, Nate Solder looks like it could be a miss. Although I'm not giving up on him yet. Yeah, He's not either. the worst. I'm not giving up either. Okay. Yes, but guess what? They had to overpay for a Solder. They had to bring in an Omama. Okay, because Jerry Reese refused to do his job. Yeah. When your offensive line is horrible year after year, maybe you should draft. A tackle instead of a tight end. Maybe you should draft a tackle instead of a running back in David Wilson. Okay? So, Mark Ross sitting there, you know, with that smirk on his face, it was just infuriating, man. And you know what? It pissed off a lot of giant players, old players, announcers, everybody covering the team. They thought Mark Ross is a total and complete buffoon and and okay remember the remember this show was on a few years ago and it wasn't hasn't been shown since and for those of you uh might might have heard of it it was called finding giants right and they interviewed john mara they interviewed reese ross the scouting team Mm -hmm. and they talked about the 2014 draft and the 2014 draft consisted of odell okay good find western Mm -hmm. richburg strike jay bromley in the third Andre Williams in the fourth, Nat Burhey in the fifth, Devin wow. Kennard in the fifth. Devin Kennard's pretty good. And Bennett Jackson in the sixth. And this show was put together as a way to show everyone, uh, look, at, look at the way the Giants operate. And funny, I haven't seen that show since it aired in 2015. So mm-hmm. it's at three years now. I think it was on a couple times and it wasn't shown again. I would love to watch it to show, like, this is what you guys show us. This is what you put together, Finding, finding Giants, and you show us, you're bragging about the 2014 draft. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. what, seven picks, uh, five of seven were complete misses 
Uh, and Devin Kennard. Yeah. I, I'll give Devin Kennard. He's a pretty good player, and the Giants probably should have kept him. Um, but I mean, ah, of all, of all, of, of, I could have kept him. I mean, of all the of yeah. all the all the shows, all the times to to show off. I mean, what the hell are you showing off? It's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just it's just it was just totally uncalled for what happened with Taylor Mark Ross. And, and well, that just about sums up the arrogance, right, of him. And Jerry Reese, like you said, Reese never spoke to me. I think he did it only in a bye week. Yep. If I remember right, once yep. a year and at the end of the year. Um, so, you know, the guy didn't want to face the heat. You know, he spoke once a year and then he gives arrogant answers when Jordan Raynor, a guy like Jordan Raynor, asks, you know, why your late round picks so horrible, right? <laughs> yep. So, um, sorry, but um, it's just, it was, it, it really pissed me off today, Jerry. I know it pissed you off too. And it pissed off guys like Carl Banks, Bob yeah. Papa, Shona Harris of the world. Yeah. Um, but, it just was totally uncalled for. Well, it is what it is, guys. Um, for those of you <clears> out there, I, I do think this will get better. I just don't know when. And uh, it's, you know, we've got eight, eight games to go. It's going to be an ugly eight games. I don't see more than one or two wins tops. Wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win another game. But, hey, we'll be here twice a week. And, again, this was uh, an impromptu uh, emergency podcast because felt like we needed to kind of vent and talk about this and hope you guys enjoyed it guys. Sundays are still giant days and we will see you Friday at 8 PM. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye everybody.